Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana. And you are listening to Riggle's Pit. Yeah, and a ham horn, and uh, we have a new <laughs> podcast. You can find our show exclusively on the Podcast One app on podcastonesports.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Every Thursday, we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about the things that really excite us, like life, comedy, sports, a lot of sports. Um, Ourselves. A, a lot of Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you join us. Hey, man, before we get started with CarCast, let me tell you about Amazon Automotive. Shop auto parts, tools, accessories quickly and easily. Do it from your phone. Do it from your computer. Do it from your tablet. Plus, free shipping on millions of items for Prime members. Massive selections of parts, uh, accessories, tools, fluids, even tires. This I did not know. I knew all this other stuff, like they have top brands like K&N and Bilstein, Chemical Guys, Bosch, and more. But I didn't know tires. Smart Amazon, so smart. Tired of looking up part numbers, reading catalogs with Amazon. All you need is the year, make, and model, and you're off and running. Use customer Q&A and product reviews to research and buy the right part the first time. So go to Amazon.com. Slash auto deals. That's amazon.com slash auto deals. Start your shopping today. Amazon Automotive. All right, let's get going with the show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. I'm Adam Kroll. That's uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. Hello. And uh, this show is... Uh, what show is this one? This one's CarCast. CarCast, car yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> why, why, why here? Got a lot of pods under my uh, yeah. under my hat here. Uh, Ron Capps coming in. His old yeah. friend. Uh, nobody drives a funny car like uh, Ron Capps. I mean, this guy's won everything. Second on all-time wins list among funny car drivers. 58 national event wins. 57 funny car. Uh, one top fuel. Yeah. So he's 2016 funny car champion. Yeah. He's good. Oh, um, uh, I, I got something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I told you this. So I went over to uh, Ray's shop, is uh, Full Throttle Customs. And I brought the BMW, the M3 over there mm-hmm. to just kind of find out what's going on with the tune. You know, it, it runs. Get on the dyno. And get it on the dyno. See where we're at with that thing. And, uh, you know, and it's running a little rich. It has to lean it out a little bit. But those M3s, they're like 333 horse at the crank. They put down about 280 at the tires stock. Mm-hmm. We put down 410 mm-hmm. with the supercharged motor before we started getting into the tune. So it's a pretty nice 130 horsepower bump on that thing. But the tires are... It's a fast... 15 years old and rock hard. It's a fast car. <laughs> it's fast. It boogies. I was... Uh, yeah, it's... No more check time, engine lights and fixing stuff. the last time I, I really got pulled over for... For sure would have been like exhibition of speed in that car. That's a great ticket to get, by the way. Exhibition what? of speed. I was Sounds more like a trophy. Just... Yeah. It'd be a feather in your cap. Like an <laughs> expensive feather in your cap. I took that thing down like Oxnard Boulevard or something... 
and I just open it up and I pass by a motorcycle cop that here's how the guy was positioned. He was just in the middle it's in the very middle of like the boulevard, like Oxnard Boulevard. Like it's a good stretch between two signals. And I yeah. was just going to open it up. Yeah. And it was between two parked cars or probably about four or five feet from bumper. And he just backed his bike in into that area. And the bike was the bike is the length of the width yeah, of a car. Right, yeah. And then, you know, things an SUV on on one side. And he's just backed into this thing. And it's yeah. like undetectable. And. I just haul an ass, and I went. I, I saw him right as I blew past him, but yeah. I was going like eighty miles an hour, and I, I. It was the first time I actually just started pulling over. I just yeah. started getting off the side. Yeah, I just but you're caught. You're caught. Whatever. Yeah, I you knew. Know I knew. I knew he was there for one reason, and I just exceeded the speed limit by like forty miles an hour, and he was gonna. He was, and I. Uh, I pulled my I started pull over and he caught up to me on his bike and he pulled me over and he was just uh, yelling at me through the window about what I was doing, you know. <laughs> and uh, why does he have to be so angry about it? Like it, I get it, I was speeding. I know. It's they, I already they, pulled over. I, I think it helps them write their ticket emotionally, but because <laughs> they tell explain to you like you could have killed people and yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I was sitting there and uh, he was like yelling at me and then at a certain point he went. Uh, Where'd you get the hat? And it's like, huh? And I, I, I wear ball caps all the time because oh, yeah, I yeah. just have like sort of frizzy puby hair and I don't want to put <laughs> product in it and stuff. And if I don't put product in it, it's just kind of frizzy and weird. So I don't like walk around with a bunch of junk in it. So I'd put it, you know, if I'm going to be on TV or do some show or something, I put some stuff in it. But if I'm just walking around, I put a ball cap on, yeah. you know? And uh, I said, yeah, I don't know, because I, I get a lot of ball cap. People just drop off ball caps at the radio station and stuff like that, and I just pop them on, keep them in my car or whatever. Yeah, some swag I, I like. I look down, yeah. it, says, yeah. uh, it says LAPD on the front of it. It's like... <laughs> you had no idea it said that. I knew there was like an vaguely, LAPD yeah. hat in my rotation somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't sure what this one yeah. said. And it's like, LAPD. And he just like goes, where'd you get that? And I was like, eh, I do little charity work. Yeah. You nothing know, to brag nothing about. Nothing to brag about. And he was like, what kind of charity work? And I was like, yeah, host a golf tournament or so. You know, I was trying to remember frantically when the cop showed up at the radio station and gave me this hat, what it is they were trying to promote or talk that I certainly yeah. didn't contribute to. Yeah. Now, you, you, you couldn't have said you played the golf in the tournament because... That's more of like, here's the results of the golf tour and who won and who played and all that. But if you said, you know, well, you, he didn't you, have you, access to anything. But you know, like you hosted the event or you launched it or emceed the first seven minutes or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. I, that's what I that's what I said. I was helping out. You know, I actually <laughs> I was did parking go, cars. <laughs> yeah, I did do a, I did do a California Highway Patrol thing. But anyway, long story short, um, the guy just let me go because of the hat. And that that's what always made me think, I just got to get a hat for every jurisdiction I drive through. You know, just <laughs> take the one off the seat, put it on. Because yeah. if, if you're if you're hauling ass to Bakersfield and you get pulled over and you're wearing a highway patrol or whatever, whatever, and you got that, you got your story right about the golf tournament and a little, yeah, little yeah, charity yeah. work, you will never get it. Never. Because that's the way cops can... 
either yell, hey, man, show, laugh and let you go, or cops can get you in a headlock and wrestle you to the ground. <laughs> like, or, or both or anything in between. Like, that's who they are. There's no set anything. When they walk up to your car, it's not like... Sorry, man, I have to give you a ticket. I don't really want to. I know we went to high school together, and you're my best friend, but what are you going to do? Like, yeah. I have to give you a ticket. No, it's like I could give you no ticket, or I could give you the maximum amount of everything. It all just <laughs> kind of depends what kind of hat you're wearing yeah. and what, who your team yeah, yeah. is and what, how you're talking to me and all that. It's all to be determined. So when he, when he pulls you over... And he's like, where'd you get the LAPD hat? And he looks in the back seat and he sees CHP, Phoenix PD, right. <laughs> Seattle. And yeah, I like, got one of those well, I, I, I tour around. I do a lot of... Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> I, I had a friend who had a firefighter for a brother, and so she got this sticker that you could put on the back of her, on her rear windshield, yeah. and then she never got tickets or anything. I, yeah, I think there's they're a starting to get a little lax on that. There's a little that. club. There's yeah. a little of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Had a funny uh, conversation with uh, Kimmel over the uh, over at the holiday or sorry the Super Bowl party. He was he was heating up some wings. Uh, he made some smoke some wings, but um, he got into a car accident. He's okay. I do have a picture of that because I it was it was funny. I um, I glanced at it online and oof, he hit an Audi. Right? Yeah. The thing that was so weird about it is today an Audi and a everything's kind of the same but I'm also Mr. Anal and I looked at it online it was like oh he hit an Audi um I then looked I then went to the bathroom when we're having a Super Bowl party and I heard or I was like in the bathroom I was somewhere like I I, I overheard Jimmy and he said Someone said, like, what kind of car did you hit? And he said, uh, BMW, like, M5 or 5 Series or something. He probably has an X5. Yeah, that was he has an X5. It. That was it. And so I remember thinking, remember, I, somebody said, like, what kind of car did you hit or something? And I think Jimmy said, probably started saying, I got a BMW X5 yeah, and yeah, yeah. whatever. I didn't, I flushed a toilet or something, didn't hear the end. But I was like, <laughs> he didn't hit a BMW, he hit an Audi. Like, I saw it once. You could zip fast on, enough from outside. And it was, it was bothering me <laughs> the whole time. But then the, the part of yeah. me, then there's a the part of me that goes, well, I think he knows what kind of car he hit. He hit it. Like, he yeah. did the paperwork. But uh, that explains it. So he's yeah. all right. Everyone's all right. And the thing that was uh, funny is... Uh, if you'd like to know the difference between Natalia and Sonny, <laughs> is I took the uh, I took him for a walk last week, and Natalia had heard that Uncle Jimmy got into an accident. She felt bad and this, that, and the other, and um, and we're we're driving along. Uh, we're walking along, and she said, uh, "Well, we're going to see Jimmy at the Super Bowl party." And I said, yeah. And she said, I'm going to ask him for tickets to the Oscars. And Sonny said, why don't you ask him how he feels after the accident? (laughs) Right? At least warm him up first. exactly who those two (laughs) people are. Right? What else do you need to know? (laughs) That's it. That's who they are. All right. Uh, That's we, his air horn car, too, by the way. 
Oh, that's Jimmy's the car with air the, horn with the car, big air horn blaster. Which is such a great idea. That whole bit was so funny. And I don't know why it didn't end up on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I, they got a lot of jokes. They got a lot of content going on. But, uh, you know, whatever he gets next, I'm happy to put another air horn on it. Yeah, we used to <laughs> – I want to do a bit where what's called paparazzi payback, and he would just get in that car with, like, Ben Affleck, and they just pull out in front of – they'd pull in front of the Ivy, and all the paparazzi would gather around him, and then he'd just toot that train air horn. It is and so loud. everyone jump. You cannot – It is – you can't – it's it's – it's violently loud, like it's painful. Like we put it, we took the, you you did a thing, like you stole his truck while he was doing the show and and had somebody bring it here. We took the whole front of that thing apart. We installed an air horn with a compressor tank and a compressor, and it was so loud that you'd have to stand inside this building to hit the air horn because it was just painfully loud. And right. And so if somebody was like, with a camera, like leaning on the hood of this thing, or ten feet away, or even across the street, taking pictures anywhere in the vicinity of the front end of this car, and you just—if you were leaning against the front of the car, trying to take pictures where they don't let you pull out or anything—and you gave a toot on that horn, you just see everyone <laughs> jump up into the air. It would—it would be like a cartoon where the cats stick up on the ceiling. It'd be crazy, right? That <laughs> cat on the ceiling like that. Also, uh, I have—we—we we got. Lynette squeezed the trigger on the uh, Tesla, so we uh, getting the Tesla X. And, and what like, size did you get? We got the six seat configuration with what I like is that kind of corridor down the middle where you sit on one side or you sit on the other side, and that front side, the corridors where Phil can lay down because Phil's got to get in. And Phil's like, got to like stand up in the middle on the seat, and then he wants to make his way into yeah. the front seat, and he's on everyone's lap, and we could get him to lie down in the middle. Yeah, that and would if be he good. stood there, he would just kind of bounce between the two seats, right? Yeah, kind of hold them there. And what size battery? What did you guys go? I uh, I just uh, that's a good point. As she probably got talked into something more expensive. <laughs> I don't I don't see that they had the first off zero to sixty fine. I mean I don't care. It's you know it's it's, it's a five point seven seconds. Yeah, or something. it's not I like mean, you it, need the ludicrous mode and pay all the money. For no, it. no, you don't need that. the The range is like two ten, two forty, and. 300 or something or yeah. something like that there's no difference between 240 and 210 chris can look it up but i mean I, it, once you're over two you're over two once you have the fast charge plug in in the garage she doesn't work anywhere she doesn't go anywhere you know yeah. it's like get up go to school drop the kids off like and just plug it in that night like or plug it in twice a week like it doesn't really matter the, i i don't you know if somebody said well, what if the, what if it had five thousand miles range? You'd go. Well, that's fine, but it's it's kind of unnecessary because I'll just yeah. But you'd only have to plug it in once w- once a year, yeah. You know, and you'd go. That's fine, but I can still just plug it in Wednesday night and Friday night or yeah. whatever. Like it doesn't really matter. It's just there, right? So it's there's no for me. It's like why not just get the cheapest one because I don't. 
I don't need the rain. She doesn't need the right, rain. Right, because you're not commuting far, and you're not, you know, like, Lennon doesn't have to go to Irvine twice a week. You know, it's... Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The other uh, the other thing... Plus, she can get Sonny to plug it in every night. The school, <laughs> those kids. You want to hear? You want to hear something? <laughs> I'll tell you about uh, Amazon Automotive first. Okay. Yeah, they shop for uh, auto parts, tools, accessories, quickly and easily from the phone, computer, the tablet... Plus, free shipping on millions of items for Prime members. Massive selection of parts, accessories, tools, fluids, even tires. Top brands like uh, K&N, Bilstein, Chemical Guys, Bosch, and more. Tired of looking up the part numbers and reading the catalogs with Amazon? All you need is uh, the year, make, and model. Put it in, log it, look up your car. Use the, they have custom Q&A and uh, product reviews to research and buy the right part. So let's not wait in line over at the uh, auto parts place. This place are getting a little depressing for me now. Yeah. Go to Amazon.com. We use them here all the time, slash auto deals. Start shopping today. It's just you go online, you get your stuff, and then stuff just shows up, and you got well, your stuff. Tire, tires are on the list now because the BMW, after that dyno poll, we realized yeah. there's no traction. No trash. Got to get some tires. Got to get some tires. Go to uh, Amazon.com slash auto deal. Um, yeah, I was uh, with uh, Lynette, dropped the kids off this morning, and then she said, I got to go back and drop off their lunches. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so weird. Like, there's no peanut butter and jelly made the night before. The, the deal is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The deal is you... Fresh PB&J is the way to go. You drop the... No, no. No, no. You're missing this. You drop the kids off in the morning, then you go to Subway and Panera, because Natalia wants Panera and Sonny wants Subway. And then you yeah. get each one of those different... Go to two different places, and then you drop There's that back no at school. There's no way my parents would have done that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got the I got the damp peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I loved every day. But I here's a <laughs> weird thing. My argument is you can't even bring a PB and J sandwich into schools anymore. It's it's <laughs> it's it's easier just to make the sandwich the night before and just throw it with the kids. You got to drop them off, go back, go yeah. to two different places, and then go back again. All right. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's can't, see. You can just give the kids like a dollar and they buy a lunch, right? Like it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Not, maybe not, I don't maybe know. it's like twelve fifty these days. I, I, I don't know. What and school I think most of it. I think most of it is slop. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but the fact that um, they got to go to got to go to Subway and Panera. That's the part that fascinates <laughs> yeah, <that's>... me the most. <laughs> me and my sister, two different places. That would have been the that would have been the most ludicrous, insane. First off, dropping off food would have never even been. Mm-mm. I got, I was the uh, recipient of the free lunch meal ticket thing. I was the ticket lunch meal guy. Yeah. Just, I could, I had a breakfast and a lunch. You just got slop, you know, but for free. And then uh, when I was in high school, I had a go home pass for lunch because I lived close enough to the high school that I could just split and go home. Oh, yeah. So in, in high school, is having the free lunch, is that embarrassing or cool? In high school? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing cool about it. Yeah, but I had free lunch in grade school, and in junior high, I had to kind of bum lunch 
like that was just me sit around and bother people if they're going to finish their lunch with, with like some semblance of a lunch, like an apple and a, a box of raisins and maybe like a honey peanut butter sandwich or something my dad tried to make or something. But my dad was really bad at stuff. So that was bad because my parents were like divorced. My mom wouldn't make things. So it was kind of I think my dad would give me like 50 cents or something. But I would definitely spend the 50 cents at nutrition on the rolls and the buns and 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 ever and a milk. Yeah. So when we got to lunch, I was tapped out and and, and in bum bum stuff mode. Clear water early. Yeah. yeah, by the time my dad probably could have just given me a dollar and rectified this this problem, but that that was a lot of money. So the other part of it was then when I got to high school, I was just had a fend for myself. So I would Hard boiled like five eggs, and just hard boiled eggs, and I just bring hard boiled eggs to school with me, and yeah. like and like a apple or something, and it was all stuff like I couldn't make, like we didn't have like there was no make yourself a sandwich because that would have been like deli meats and sliced cheese and sliced bread, and like we didn't have. Those were considered exotic, expensive items. Like, so I mean, I would have happily went to the refrigerator and just got out the sliced ham and the cheese and just made myself a nice sandwich. We didn't really have that. We had like raw peanut butter and stuff <laughs> and bread you had to slice yourself. And so it was it was kind of a de- debacle. So uh okay. yeah. But I don't I don't I don't hold it against my no, parents no, no. other than yeah. hating them for that. But uh it is it's quite it's a sh- it's quite a contrast to uh, what the kids are doing today. I would say a sharp contrast. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, <laughs> I'm surprised the kids don't Uber to Panera during lunch break and then <laughs> <laughs> grab a sandwich and Uber back to school. Well, what, what, for, what I was wondering though, like, since you get the free meals, though, was that shameful? Yeah. Like, with all the other kids are eating out of their lunch boxes? And well, I don't think that... I don't think you have to sit in the free food section of of kids. Like, I don't think you have to. Like, you can the, sit wherever you want. The 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 thing about the free meal, it it it, it Colfax Elementary was. Nobody knew exactly whether you paid for it or you gave them the ticket. I mean, beside that quick transition at the beginning, although I'm sure people knew I had the tickets, but people gave the tickets, people paid for it, and then you get the same scoop of broken up spaghetti stuff in the ice cream scooper, which is weird, and and all the all the bad green peas that were floating in water like too long, and, and it was all bad. And the breakfast, same thing. But then I don't remember. Uh, look, if they had free meals at Walter Reed Junior High, you can be sure that we would have been on it. Like my parents weren't interested in school or paperwork, but that's one thing they would have filled out. And then at high, <laughs> I don't think they had it at my high school and my and my junior high. I don't think. I think they just had it at the, my elementary school. All right, you take care of. Um, Geico, why don't you get Ron Captain yeah. here? All right, and we'll uh, talk about him. Geico. So everybody's got a to-do list. You know, you're dropping off the dry cleaning, you're picking up some milk, and now you should add save hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15 percent or more on car insurance. I kind of feel like. Kimmel needs this mm-hmm. <laughs> after his little fender bender. Hopefully, he's got his Geico going on. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to geico.com. 
Ron Camps in studio, the uh, season opener 2018 NHRA Winter Nationals. Some go, some blow. That's at the uh, Auto Club <laughs> Raceway in Pomona, and uh, that's this weekend. And uh, tickets and info for uh, all the stops at NHRA.com. Good to see you again, Ron. Good to see you. Been How a you long doing? time. Yeah, I went down there uh, many years ago, and it is. Um, Man, when they fire up those bad boys, just the, the it's sting almost as of bad alcohol as the air horn. there. Yeah, it is so <laughs> so loud. It is so loud, but there's such a concussion to it that you could never escape the concussion, even if you could block out the sound. Yeah. somehow, the most I I tell people about you know top fuel and you know funny cars and rails and everything. I I tell them all the time. I go, listen, if you got picture the most exotic Ferrari you could imagine or the McLaren or hypercar and, and, and you went to a, a red light and that guy threw some revs and put on the launch control, dumped the clutch and you guys took off when you got to about 75 miles an hour, Ron would have covered a thousand feet or a quarter mile and you guys <laughs> would be traveling like at you guys be going 75 miles an hour and he's going three thirty. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. And, yeah. and and I, I and again, you could take the most exotic car in the world. I think that's that's about the difference, right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, the most G forces besides a fighter pilot, more than the space shuttle pilots go through, but more G forces than anything on the planet, other than a fighter pilot. Oh, I have a question about that though, because I was talking to a friend who also races, and we were trying to go over the difference in G forces when you launch versus G forces at the end when you throw the chute and you get on the. On the brakes. Well, it's crazy. Like, you know, Adam's talking about the launch and being there at the starting line. And it, it's uh, it's about 5 Gs when you hit the throttle. The RPM it, at idle is 2,500, RPM. When I hit the throttle, I mean, I hit as quick as I can. The throw of the throttle is only about that much. So it's right. almost like a switch, mm-hmm. which, you know, when you get in a pedal fest, it becomes really tricky when you've only got that much to try to maneuver and get 11,000 horsepower going again. You know, it's not a whole lot. Right. Given that it's five G's ish, when yeah. the clutch comes in about a second, well, about two and a half seconds into the run, the G's actually go up higher than they were at the launch, and we go zero to a hundred in less than a second, so eight tenths of a second, zero to a hundred. So when the clutch comes in, you your brain can't fathom what is going on because the RPM's being brought down. The noise coming out of the headers is actually you're going so much faster now. The noise is becoming quieter. Mm-hmm. And you're being thrown back another one and a half G's. So now you're six, six and a half G's. The engine's getting quieter, and you are going into hyperspace. It feels it's, it's, it reminds me of the first Battlestar Galactica when we were kids, and they'd hit hyperspace, and all those lines would go like it that. It just kind of gets blurry, and and everywhere, yeah. but exactly where you're looking is a complete blur, and it's like you're being shot. Uh, almost like time travel, and then away you go. And then you hit the chutes, and it's negative 8 or 9 Gs when the chutes hit. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's all in about 3 point, well, now 3.8 seconds is what we're running. Is uh, it, It's all 1,000 feet now, right? Yeah. 
and except sportsmen, some of the lower classes still run a quarter mile. Oh, right, like lower lower ETAs. And I do run nostalgia races, which the March meet's a big one coming up in Bakersfield and, and the reunion. And they still run. I run a nostalgia funny car, which is a, a big deal across the country. They still run a quarter mile. It must take forever. Just the pros. Just the <laughs> to get yeah, that it does. Nostalgia but it's nice. Car. It must feel like a day going in the nostalgia yeah, you car get to for enjoy a quarter mile. A little more, yeah. but but top fuel and funny car. Uh, are the only ones that go a thousand foot now? Well, let's talk about the nostalgia stuff because Matt and I are very into the nostalgia stuff, and we're talking about the crackle fests and the, all the old cars firing up, and we're looking at yeah. Cack- I like when they all had fest. names. Cackle, cackle. I said fest. crackle. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of old ladies sitting around talking. <laughs> yeah. about it. cackle fest. Cackle fest. Oh yeah, there it is. There. How did yeah. you get that so quick? <laughs> There's a guy back Matt, there. Uh, yeah, Chris is very good. <laughs> wow. And, um, is that a Gremlin? That is an old Plymouth. Uh, which body was that? That is a pretty historic race car, actually. L.A. funny car that a lot of people would remember back here in Orange County Lions days. Uh, the L.A. Hooker. Um, it's a Plymouth Arrow. That's what it was. An Arrow. Oh, Plymouth Arrow. Seventy. Wow. I want to say seventy or seventy-one. That's seventy-eight. No, it had to be later because the Arrow wasn't around for. Uh, Arrow was later See? in the seventies. You would know that. This yeah. article's wrong then. <laughs> uh, Believe it or not, the guys that ran the original car because uh-huh. the, the nostalgia series is so cool. We get the old Blue Maxes put together, the old you know Snake and Mongoose type cars. But when I was asked to drive that car, that was a pretty historic car. The guys that ran that car were John Force's uncles, and that's how John Force got his start, were his uncles that ran that car back in the 70s. Wow. What uh, – so I, the, the, the thing that's interesting uh, – so Matt and I were trying to suss this out, which is the uh, cackle fest? Yeah. 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 The cackle. Cackle. Um, I said, you know, because we like the vintage motor racing and all the old – cars from the 60s and 70s and stuff the the road cars or you know the road courses and everything but the whole the whole transporters are getting bigger and a lot of memorabilia is getting bigger and then the quarter mile stuff yeah. sure enough is getting bigger i why wouldn't it but it just seems so exotic and so insane to me and then now they're having events and they're doing the same thing they do with the vintage big events automo- automobile the march meet coming up in bakersfield uh and I know a lot of your listeners will probably go it every year. I don't miss it. It's one of my. It takes me back in time because I went there with my dad as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my start. Loving the funny cars and the fuel alters. It'll draw a couple hundred thousand people throughout the weekend. It's insane it, it all how many professional racers like you bringing out the old cars, no. or people buy these cars and then take them out there. Like you know, like we're saying, like Adam's collection of cars and guys that go to the Rolex Historics in Monterey, they buy these cars. And then they bring them back to these vintage races, and they race them on their own. They're not all professional drivers. Most of them aren't. Some do. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones that uh, my boss will let me go do, <laughs> right? you know, off on a, an off weekend and, and risk, I guess, getting hurt. But the thing is, they've – a few years ago, I was one of the only really professional drivers. Maybe a couple other would go and show up at these things. And I started bragging about how it helped my driving because – here we are now. The cars we drive now are so much downforce. There's 6,000 pounds of downforce on the rear of the funny car I drive now. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It's like a, a huge yeah, right. passenger vehicle, that much downforce on the rear. You drive one of these nostalgia cars, and I went back to one of our races after I did it the first time, and I was ear, grinning ear to ear. A much like you when you get in one, a car like you drive, one of the nostalgic ones. It, it, it takes you back in time, but for me, there's no downforce on the car. There's no side windows, much like it. Everything is like it was in the 70s. 
Our cars, we don't shift. I mash the pedal and I hang on for dear life. There's a three-speed in these, so I shift in them. And also, the car moves around with no downforce, so I'm actually driving it, where I actually point my real race car now, and I point and hang on. So there's a lot going on with the nostalgia scene. And for me, going to those races are just like going back when I hung out with my dad. Like last year, Long Beach Grand Prix, when they had the Can-Am cars there, that was, to me, my dad was a mechanic on one when I was a kid. So that was instantly taking me back, the sights, the smells that I had as a kid. But the nostalgia racing... A lot of those guys do it that used to do it professionally, can't afford it, so they build these nostalgia cars, and we go have fun. I show up and drive them. They love racing me because they watch me, and they love the fact that I really brag about the nostalgic scene and about how back in the day I would go to Lions with my dad or Orange County or Irwindale Raceway with my dad. And now with the nostalgia races, I get to stand in the pit area with some of these guys I looked up to. Today, so wait. You said Long Beach Can-Am car? Last year's yeah. Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, I the, didn't know that. The Long they Beach had, Grand Prix, they, they did a, a handful of Can-Am cars and brought them out. Oh, it's the best. Like vintage? Yeah. Vintage. Oh, I didn't know about oh, that. Oh, it was the best. Which ones? Oh, now Chris got to find pictures quite a few. of that. In fact, the Elf cars, were uh, they were one and two, obviously, they just like the old days. But yeah, they had them all out. They had about 15 of them. I, I, I walked wow. around and got to see some of them. I don't remember if I saw the race. I don't think I saw them on the track, but I saw them... Uh, staging some of the cars it was, oh, yeah. it was pretty cool oh yeah you know, they're, for the, great. For uh, the, they're great they're uh, great but uh prices values because we're interested in the values and the price of these cars and, and while matt and i were talking a few weeks ago and we we're talking about i said well these cars got to be going up they're getting popular and they were kind of you know it started with old ferraris and then you know mercedes and maseratis and then, then it kind of spilled into the 70s with bmws and porsches and all that and then it's even into stuff in the 80s and, and all that but i said these uh these vintage old uh funny cars and and beyond that they got to be going up in value. Those things can't be cheap anymore. No, you know, my, especially my, my, with history. Gonna, and do you own any of them? No, that's the other cool thing is that. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have to own them. <laughs> I show up and drive them. But Adam, remember, you know, when we met, I was driving for Don the Snake Perdome, mm-hmm. and we went to the Barrett Jackson last year, not this year, but last year, and he sold off three of his funny cars that he redid: the Skull Bandit and one of the, uh, I believe, one of the Army funny cars that they put back exactly the way it used to be and got quite a bit of money for it yeah well it makes yeah, sense it's it's the the whole nostalgia thing is is popping up uh everywhere and even like I said the quarter mile so what were you gonna say matt i'm sorry I no I was, I was asking about like who starts to collect these if you had any of those in your collection or not but uh i guess you don't <laughs> i'd love to and maybe i will i i'd love to but yeah um, you gotta start now before they go up too I know. much <laughs> you know but you really have to drive those cars and what i think you are going to get at is is how much it's helped your skills because you have to have so much car control in those cars because there are I mean, all the downforce and all the automatic shifting and all, all the stuff that's made, you know, the difference between, I guess, flying an old airplane and flying a new airplane. You can go a lot faster in a new airplane, but there's more involved with the, with the old airplane. Well, it's like when you're in your vintage cars. I mean, isn't it, there's something cool about all the mechanical noise uh the cars make that maybe they, a car nowadays doesn't. My car makes the Napa car I drive, eleven thousand horsepower, three point eight seconds at three hundred thirty miles an hour. It's it's a monster, and it's put together by ten of the best mechanics in the world. And I get in this thing, and it's everything's perfect. When I get in a nostalgic car, it's not. 
It does right. an idle right. I get to do half-track burnouts. I don't get to do that in the Napa car. My crew chief tells me, this is the burnout on this run. we got this tires, blah, blah, blah. I only want you to do a burnout this far. That nostalgia car, I get in. If I want to, I'll go to half-track until smoke is just billowing out. And yeah. then I'll back yeah. up at 50 miles an hour in it like I used to watch Don Perdome do. And it's just, you know, it's that cool thing of it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's put together perfect. It feels like a nostalgia car, like it could come apart. There's just something cool about getting in that thing and really having a muscle in it. It's moving around. Then you got to reach up and shift it. You know, it's just a, it really. Uh, a lot of work it, and not a lot of time. I get out the other end, and the guys down at some of these nostalgia races just laugh because they said, I've never seen you get out with that much excitement. <laughs> what, is, uh, what kind of times do you turn on those cars? Right now, they're about uh, five and a half seconds, the good ones. Between five and a half and six seconds, uh, 260-ish miles an hour. Very fast for yeah. that. Yeah. And yes. The I, difference between five and a half seconds and three and a half seconds you know what? It's, it's, it's an nothing eternity. As to we're me. sitting here, we're yeah. it's like we don't know the difference between that. But to you, it's forever, right? It's forever. It is. Well, so the, yeah. The hot rods that you drive now, the, the the cars you drive now, are we are we sort of at the limit of horsepower and speed? Is like when you guys sit around with your team, it is is the conversation. How do we go faster? How do we make more power? Or is the conversation? How do we? You know, is the conversation clutch and tires and you know like yeah. You know, reliability, like what, what makes what makes a funny car fast now? What's going to be the future of funny car? It's not going to be the difference between 11,000 and 15,000 well, horsepower. It, it, it's going to be it, something It's else. a great question, and we get it all the time. It's sort of peaked out with where, where we're at, with, with cylinder heads and superchargers and all that. you got to imagine it, we're making 11,000 horsepower. So NHRA has done a good job here in the last few years of sort of throwing these – all right, here it is. You cannot run a newer cylinder head. It used to be where a, a guy in a machine shop would have a wazoo set of cylinder heads or a wazoo supercharger to try. And it was millions of dollars in budgets because this guy would have it this week, and it was supercharger of the week. We used to joke. And then you had to have that if somebody would find something. Well, now NHS really put a limit on everything. They just put a new rev limiter on funny cars this year because we were going faster almost every race than top fuel dragsters last year. Oh, really? Almost 340 miles per hour. Is that because of the aerodynamics at that speed? A lot of it. it, It's funny. You talk these aero guys in IndyCar and some of these other series would look at it, and they they would look at you like, you're dumb for not knowing that a funny car body actually goes through the air better than a slick dragster with a big wing on it. Which wouldn't make a difference if the top speed was 175. Right. But now that it's over three, it makes a difference. Right. And you take nitro, it needs to be loaded, and that's why it makes little bombs in the combustion chamber. So it needs to be loaded. So a funny car body might load it more. But the biggest thing was the rev limiter on a dragster was a little bit lower than the funny car. This year, they came out in the off-season, and we're going to find out this weekend in Pomona, they made the rev limiter for Funny Car. We are now going to be at the same as the top fuel dragster has. So now we're going to find out, especially yeah. today and tomorrow on the racetrack and qualifying, where that new rev limiter put us. It's yeah. going to be strange. Well, so you, you said it's coming out today. That that brings up the idea of, of, of rules. You're the 2016 Funny Car World Champion. Congratulations. 17, you had a phenomenal season, won a lot of races. Not the champion. Yeah. Because of the rules, right? Well, it's just the playoff thing, you know. So NASCAR had, had, went to the chase. And we I, had and this countdown. And it's, it, it, we see this all the time. Rules change all the time, especially in motorsports. There's always different changes in, in F1 and, oh and all God. this stuff. Yeah. There's like, 
And uh, but you guys got to have to have some opinion on it. How do the rules come up? Like, don't all the drivers just get together and go, "Hey, maybe not yeah, so good here"? Right. Or right? Yeah. No. No. Not a chance. I mean, we can have suggestions, and I'm I'm pretty good with the NHRA guy that makes those decisions. But he's not going to listen to anything. He'll listen, but it's not going to do anything. Same with John Forrest. He can go up and tell him what he thinks. But um, they're doing what's best for everything. you got to imagine they put new rev limiter you know, on our cars. They did things to slow what, us I'm, down. I'm sorry. What is the rev limiter set at? Well, it's, it's funny because they call it a rev limiter, and it's not really a rev limiter. What happens is, is at 2.7 seconds of the run, you cannot put any more ignition timing into our engine. Uh-huh. Ignition timing is power. Right. So the the crew chiefs play and preset your timing on your run for what it's going to do. And when the clutch locks up around that same time, you want to wait and get it to lock up, and then you want to throw every bit of timing back in it to add power. Right. Well, those two coincide, locking the clutch up and timing. And what they did was they moved the rev limiter back to about where you're going to lock the clutch up. And we used to have – we used to be able to, to – uh, to go to 3.4 seconds mm-hmm. before it would clip off where you are going to have the timing. So it just brought it back closer to the starting line. And so now the crew chief, whatever timing, ignition timing is in it, yeah. at 2.7 seconds, there's no more that can be added to it. How many runs do you get out of a typical lower bottom end, or do we need to break it down Bearings, rings, and all on every single run. Every, every time. run. Every single run. If I did the burnout and shut it off for whatever reason, they would still tear it down completely. And what else are you going to do for 90 minutes? Are they? Uh, <laughs> are they? Like everybody's going to sit around and just barbecue. Are, are they, do <laughs> they got to make them work a little. Come do on. they always <laughs> tear them down and replace, or do they tear them down and go, the rings are fine? Um, we will always put new ones in there. Sometimes, once in a while, you'll run the same. Uh, bearings or rings most of the time the rods get sold to a team that's a lower budget team that you might be able to sell these to after they got a couple runs on the rods and pistons Mm -hmm. but almost every run it's a new set going in new clutch disc new clutch floaters pistons rods uh when you come out again i'll show you the trailer now now you walk in and it's three or four racks of pistons and rods and rings all gap ready to go in with a certain mark qualifier number four eliminator elimination run number one and all set up and ready to go. And we've got eight complete race engines in the trailer ready to run. Really? Which yeah. you're talking forty, fifty thousand dollars per per wow. engine. And they're re- and we have them ready to go because we race day now with uh, live being on Fox and Fox FS1. Sometimes live show and they got to you got to push you hard and, and sometimes are forty five or fifty minutes you got to be back up there and uh, so you got to just throw another motor in it. it is, so in that case, there is I mean we'll they'll break down the one you had the run in later, later. but for right now we need a crate motor so to speak yep. dropped in right yes short block. Short How do you block, create right. equality between the teams? Is there a is there a, a cap a, a a financial cap on what you can spend on certain things not yet throughout the year not yet no but they try to limit it by saying you know you can't walk in with your hand built billet yeah. supercharger whatever they, like you need some there's some rules on you've, the you parts. have to get approval from nhra right. before you run a cylinder head and they're going to look at it and say right oh, that's all right i think we'll let you run it or no that's dumb don't try to get that past us so they've done a good job that in itself will bring the budgets down which will help right most of the big 
sponsored cars are about the same budgets, millions of dollars wise. Like battle of the budgets is always a thing in racing, yeah. right? Like yeah. every form of racing has battle of the budgets. Yep. Like every everything kind of does. I, I would imagine in just sports in general, like one fighter versus another fighter. You know, there's probably some degree of that guy's ability to train with the best stuff and get the best well, uh, yeah, doctor or I whatever. Mean, you know? Obviously, it's true. Like they're better run wrestled in high school, right? There's better better programs, but it's still kind of up to how many bleachers you want to run at night, you know, and all <laughs> yeah. the, all that kind of stuff. But if you're doing, I was just watching one of our docs on. Uh, I think it's called. 24 hours or whatever. This BMW goes to Nurburgring for like the 24 hours. And it's like, you better show up with a bunch of cars and a bunch of techs and a bunch of stuff. And they're like, (laughs) I I don't know how, I don't, you're not going to get around winning a 24 hour race at Nurburgring unless you just have tons of testing and tons of setup and tons of extra everything. And like, like that is a, that's a case where, I just can't imagine the you know Jamaican bobsled team rolling into town. <laughs> I love those guys and, 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 and winning that that kind of race. You yeah. know, it's the best movie where they still lose. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah, so I, I think it probably varies a, a lot. You know, yeah. But for motorsports, it's kind of interesting. Um, the shortest race and the longest race are probably two that require some of the most the most budget, amount of you know? yeah no it's a good point drag racing is one of the the last few that you still have guys that line up they're still you know I'm part of a four car funny car team that Don Schumacher owns so I race my teammates a lot and and I know they're going to have the same equipment as me John Force has got three or four funny cars so then you got guys that show up that have a one car team that do really well. And sometimes win a lot of races and vie for a championship. So drag racing is one. Of, you know, it's funny because you can go up there with with all the best parts, the biggest trailer, the coolest sponsor on the side of that trailer. But it's just a drag race for a thousand feet, and so it's whoever's better at that time. And some of those lower budget one car teams, they got the same parts as we do. They just don't have as many. And right. so that given time, what's cool about drag racing, and as a kid, I would cheer for the underdog a lot too. You know, you'd see whoever with a big sponsor and some guy that you know has got his wife with a red rag in her back pocket, and she's running around, and she's pouring the bleach in front of the tires for the burnout, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'd love to see that car knock off that big car. And that still happens in the pros, the top fuel and funny car and pro stock in our events. So it's kind of cool. It's not cool, and I'm the guy. Now I'm the guy <laughs> yeah, you're in the guy. a big sponsored yeah. car, but it's still it's still neat to watch it. The uh, It's the season opener. It's the Winter Nationals. It's Pomona. It's awesome. I would be there, but I'll, I'll be in uh, – where am I going to be? In D.C. This uh, – D.C. and Atlanta. Atlanta and D.C. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go then. How about <laughs> April? First weekend of April that, is the four wide. That I will, oh, man. Uh, that I will go to. It's 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 an experience. Like you really need you to – You have to see it. You, you feel it in your chest. It. Just yes. when the cars go by, you can feel it. It feels uh, like somebody's pushing you over. If uh, you want to <laughs> bolt on a little horsepower to your car, how about Amazon Automotive? You can shop uh, auto parts, tools, accessories quickly and easily from your phone, your computer – or your tablet, plus free shipping on millions of items for uh, Prime members. We use it all the time. Matt uses it all the time. My guys at the shop use it all the time, which is it's faster. It's more efficient. They have a massive selection of parts, accessories, tools, fluids, tires. 
Matt's got to get some tires for yeah. the uh, BMW. Man. Caps need some tires. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I don't, they, I don't know if they have the same ones there, but they you got, can try. They've got top brands like K&N, Bilstein, Chemical Guys, Bosch, more, whatever you want. And if you're tired of looking uh, at part numbers and catalogs and all that stuff, you just uh, go to Amazon. You give the year, make and model your car, you log it in, and then you can find it that way. And uh, what can we tell you? It's just a better, more efficient way to go if you're into the hobby like we are. So go to Amazon.com slash, oh, this is to check out their library of video contents. Amazon.com slash how to DIY and find out about all the ways and all their videos and all the content they have to figure out how to do it yourself. And you can learn to install air filters, change your oil, jump a dead battery, all the important stuff. Amazon.com forward slash how to DIY. All right. So Ron, quick recap. You can shoot him a tweet at Ron caps. It's a two P's Ron at Ron caps, 28. Shoot him a tweet there. Also, go out to uh, Pomona, bring the kids and uh, the eye protection and ear protection. Because <laughs> <laughs> they fire those babies up, boy. You could double up on the ear protection. You could double up on the ear protection, <laughs> and you can get tickets for all the stops. How many stops for uh, a season, Ron? 24, and we'll be right back here at Pomona end of the year for the uh, the finals uh, in October. Actually, November, second weekend of November. Yeah, You can go to NHRA.com for that. You can, let's see, you can go to adamcroll.com if you want to find out live shows and stand-up shows and all that kind of stuff where we're going. You can go to chassis, two S's in a Y.com, and see the uh, my movie, The 24-Hour War, the Paul Newman racing doc, or the bug with the Ewan McGregor. We saw him the other night at the... Museum, Peterson Museum, yeah, right? that's right. And uh, lots of good uh, titles over there. Shift and Steer, that's Matt's pod. You can listen to it yeah, at uh, Podcast One. And uh, support the show. Check out Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at CarCast Show. And just uh, be a match, would you please? We do it for free. So, until next time, Adam Crow for Ron Caps and Matt the Moderator DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.